I feel like I should say something smart. I wedged it loose with my ass. I said, look at this motherfucker! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. Give me your shoe! If the stars had the sound, it would sound like this. Well, shit the bed. I'm back. You're back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. We should, should have said that together, shouldn't we? No. <laughs> People like the Master Debaters advert all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we say Master Debaters together? Yeah, go on then. Hello. Master. We're oh. the Master Debaters. Go on, Ed. And then you fuck that, it's like you fuck that up. <laughs> yeah. And you end up getting it wrong again and again. <laughs> Well, no, um, this is the Lost Art of Podcast, another edition of the Lost Art of Podcasting. It's not the, the another edition. It's the one-year anniversary show, which is late, because of factors. Yeah. I won't factor well, in. We're still doing it anyway, that's the main thing. What I needed doing. So, yeah, of course I am Coxie, joined once again by Hey You in the Bushes. Yeah, or the bald one. Christ. The, bald, the balding one. No, I've shaved my head again since last since last week. Yeah, but you're not you're not actually bald. You're balding. No, but I shave it off anyway. Well, yeah, so you're balding. Nah. Yeah. No, I'm just bald. You're not a washing detergent. <laughs> so yeah, there is no man of a thousand G's at this point in time. Yeah, Who knows when he will return? He's out there somewhere. Yeah, we'll find him. Probably. Yeah, it's like the hangover, isn't it? We need to follow the clues and track him down. Well, you know we know where he lives. <laughs> so they always, they always say that, don't they, about the, the postman? Don't get on the wrong side of the postman. He knows where you live. I'm sure you said that joke on it before. <laughs> I don't think I have. <laughs> no, I think you actually have. All right. Paul will tell me anyway when yeah. he listens to this. He'll be like, it was actually this episode, you, like, you said that joke. Yeah. And then... You'll just shit all over the podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, we are back. It's been a while. I think the last full episode we did was back in February. Wow. Um, did that long ago? Well, it was that, but it was I did like a podcast, like a solo episode, I think mid-March-ish. And then I was doing Lost Art of Wrestling stuff because it was at WrestleMania in April. Oh, yes. So he drops like four episodes in a week. Wow. <laughs> That's good going. It is, but then it's sort of oversaturation because not two of the episodes didn't really do that well, but one of the other two have done well. So. Yeah. So there we go. You live and learn. Um, so, yeah, it's. Hold on. I'm hoping it's picking us up. I hope so. It looks like it is. Oh, so good. we're doing alright. I just haven't got nothing on the sound bar. Oh, right. But it's, I just need to increase the volume later in post pod. I would. Um, but yeah, one year. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to believe it's gone so quickly. 
year and a bit. Yeah. So. Well, I'm still. It feels like forever ago since we did the the Sonosphere Diary. That was my first appearance on the on the show. And when did we that, record that one? I think that was July. Wow. Because we'd sort of recorded it around the time we tie in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this is episode, by technicality. I think it's episode twenty-one. Right. I think. I want to say twenty-one. Yeah. So. No, it's uh, can't believe it's been a year already. Yeah. Amazing. What's the current listener count? I can't even remember. Well, it's I need to do maths. Heading in the right direction, anyway. Yeah. So. But in the meantime, you've been missing my vo- my vocal my vocal. Uh, Arrangements. You can catch me on the random ass discussion most weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, Paul. There's your shout out there, Paul. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, enlighten people what you've been up to. What, in the last few days or the last week? or uh... last, Go with the last week. We don't have time to hear your full life story. Well, uh, this morning I woke up. Made You've a done piece this of joke t- before. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> a bit of running in between. So uh, that was a good laugh. We uh, did it in probably about... Uh, the way we worked it out, we set off at 9 o'clock. Right. That was our start time. We were back at the car for about 10 o'clock. Considering the walking distance of the car, and we had a drink after everything. I think probably about 40 minutes we got round the 5k course. With some pretty, pretty, actually pretty tough obstacles. You know, they were giant bouncy castles. Some of them did took a lot of energy out of you and required a bit of stamina to... Shame you couldn't come and watch us in action. I was stuck working. Yeah. You ought to come, you ought to come and join us next time, don't you? Possibly. We need a team. A team effort. We need to get rid of the gut. Yeah, well, that's, what that's why I'm doing it. That's what I'm working <laughs> on. And then, uh, and then I finished up yesterday by uh, going to the Podium Beach for the first time in about 18 months. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was good. Really busy, though. Know? It was a bank holiday weekend, obviously, so... Typical bot well, bank holiday weekend, the weather was nice. Oh, yeah, it was good, yeah. The weather always stayed good. So, so, uh, so it was pretty busy. Pleasure, typical Blackpool Saturday at Pleasure Beach, quite busy, but still got on everything and got more rides and wanted to go on near enough. And yeah, it was a good good day. Mm. Found my way out the uh, Chinese maze pretty quickly while we're laughing at other people that were kept going around in circles. <laughs> people don't follow the advice I give them when it comes to mazes. Yeah. You stick to the right wall, you'll find your way out. Well, it's not quite easy in the Pleasure Beach one, because it's all like bushes, yeah. and they all look the bloody same, so it's like, have I been yeah, this way? stick to the right wall. Mm, you can do it. It is actually quite a tricky maze, because there's bridges that take you to different places, and there's little tunnels and things like that. So it... Well, next time I'm at the Pleasure Beach, I'll try this. I'll try yeah. my favourite. Yeah, go for it. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Um <laughs> But the good bit is it, it makes it a bit more funny. It's actually um, like a watchtower bit you can go up in the middle. Yeah, I've so you think, up it. You think, oh, I can get an idea how to get out the maze. And you look at it, you think, it looks the bloody same. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> or it's like, oh, and that's the exit there, but how do I get to that bit? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. It's not as easy as it looks. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good fun at Pleasure Beach. Just need to reopen Noah's Ark, as I keep saying. Any anyone, won't, any though. any Blackpool listeners out there will know exactly what I'm on about. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm not showing my age by saying that. Every, everybody who's been, been to Pleasure Beach knows about Noah's Ark. It's, uh, the millennials won't. Nah, true. It's, uh, it's an urban legend. A Blackpool urban well, legend. Didn't it close in like 2008? I thought it was earlier. 
now I've done my homework on it. I don't know why it closed. That's why I can't seem to get to the, the bottom of it. Um, I did hear it, it was possibly held as a secret meeting place. No, it wasn't. Um, that was never proven. True. Stop talking. Yes. <laughs> uh, it went on the Grand National about seven or eight times probably throughout the day as well. Um, this well, about right. throughout the evening. Yeah. I went there, I got there about five o'clock and stayed till close at ten o'clock. Then there was a big fireworks display at the end. Um, yeah, it was good. So what have you been doing? Um, Working, mainly. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, yes. It was a midnight, midnight screening, even, actually. I would have been there, but I was working first um, thing in the morning, so I couldn't couldn't come. Yes. You know, you know I, love, I love Guardians. So I would have been I, there. I watched it with the hue of Moose TV. Oh, yes. Um, we both enjoyed it. Um, I've read your review of it, but because um, yeah. I've not seen it yet, I don't want to hear any spoilers. <laughs> I'm not giving spoilers out to people. It's oh, just, good. There is, there's, the only thing that's going to be going on everywhere is there's like five post-credit scenes, or that mid-slash post-credit right. scenes. Um, we sort of set up stuff for Avengers and stuff like that. Is regarding the Galaxy 3 coming then? Yes. Oh. Which James Gunn has said he will write and direct again. I'm not was, complaining, because I, I think was, it's a good series. There, so. there was rumours he wasn't going to return to direct, but he said he will. So, Well, soundtrack work, because the first one had a brilliant soundtrack. This so. one's, again, the, similar. Is it it's quite retro? Again? Yeah. Oh, you got, like, you got, like, Fleetwood Mac, The Chain. Ooh, yeah. Um, there's Cat Stevens. All right. They all like the only two tracks. I want to know who actually... Decides on the music because it seems to have very good taste. You like retro music. Yeah. I think it's based on the actual comic, so yeah, because you have the Walkman in the comic or whatever, probably. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, they've got good taste. So they'll, they'll sort of plan it around the actual timing of the year rather than the yeah thing. So. No, it's good. They have good taste. Everybody, it's good. It's like a retro music. First, I absolutely love the first soundtrack. As you know, I had it in my yeah, car. Yeah, you've, you've stole my CD pretty much and got it in your car. Yeah, until <laughs> so you bought me my own copy. Did I buy your own? I thought I think you did for Christmas, didn't you, or for a birthday or something? Oh, I have done. But yeah, it was a brilliant sound. I mean, I discovered quite a few songs I never heard on that. That, that I absolutely, absolutely love now, and I, I, I play when I'm at home. So yeah, I can't wait to see that. Possibly. We're looking at Saturday, aren't we, I think, for that. If not earlier. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm on nights all week, so... Oh, well, screw you. I'll go by myself again. Yeah. You're going to do... Uh, <laughs> you're going to be like a certain former customer in uh, a former workplace. Which one? I won't, I won't name anyone, but a certain former customer who watches films, let's just say, a uh, massive amount of times. More, more than I would watch a film in a lifetime, even a film that I like. More than... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't be that bad. No. Because <laughs> it's two hours and something. Doesn't yeah, feel, it doesn't feel like it. Two hours, two hours and a bit won't work in. Well, yeah, but I couldn't, I don't have the time or patience to go to the, 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 the Odeon and sit through a film four times a day. No, Every I don't. day for several weeks. No. So. Yeah, and it would be vitamin D deficiency and your bones would be pulling apart you're in that darkness all the time oh, well. <laughs> Eight I don't, hours I don't a day. think it's that severe <laughs> you can watch it 500 odd times it might <laughs> oh. 
just take your supplements. Yeah, it was. Well, I said to um, I once said to uh, someone, uh, they said, well, I think I've got vitamin D deficiency. I'm not getting in the sunlight enough." And I said, "Oh, you know, a very easy way to fix that." I said, "Just go on a sunbed." <laughs> Does it work? <laughs> it's not. It's not natural light, is it? So you pillow. It's a medical joke for any medical listeners out there. <laughs> they know it, what I'm on it about. It probably isn't, but. Unless it's like an actual like book, like a nurse or an ex-nurse or something like saying in jokes for doctors and nurses. There is books like that, to be honest. There is, there is like sort of. Um, I, I mean, I've got a book at home. Um, it, it's a really good book, actually. If you're not a medical person, it's a good read. It's written by an, an A and E doctor who uh, anonymously writes like um, it's like it's basically like confessions of an A and E doctor kind of thing, where he talks about like his stories and his experiences at work. And um, and in there, it, it just—I mean, I'm speaking as a medical person as well, but it just—it um, it hits the nail on the head with the stereotypes about different people that work in the hospital. It's like these people are this, are like this, and the, the stereotypes are absolutely like nail on the head. If you know what I mean, it's <laughs> we have that in hospital. We have that kind of um, banter like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going off on a tangent now, anyway, but. That's fine. So yeah, looking forward to uh, Guardians Two this week. Hopefully, yes. I'm not missing this one. I also did uh, chili. Well, I did two a two for last last week. I said I did chili fest. Oh yes, I did chili fest with Paul. Um, and in which we tried and failed miserably at ten minute burn sauce. Hey, well, at least you tried it. I mean, the amount of people that must have wussed out of it and just watched it like. Like Darren. Might have just pointed and left <laughs> watching you do it. Yeah, possibly. But, um. So, yeah, I tried that and then in the evening went to watch the Lounge Kittens in Liverpool. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, with Ray Guns Look Real. They were really funny. Yeah, I need to, I need to um, <laughs> look this act up on YouTube and see him because just for your description of him. G- give me your description again. It's just hilarious. It sounds hilarious. <laughs> It's a two-piece with one of them is essentially a fat guy or an overweight gentleman who wears like a an 80s-style leotard mm. or like a sort of Van Halen-style where it's sort of a open front. Sounds like, like Dad Rocks, doesn't it? Trying to go to a fancy dress party <laughs> or... Well, it's, he's wearing this leotard. He's got like a, a tiger twat hat on. Yeah. And he's uh, like playing the tambourine. His mate... Like with him playing the guitar and they're singing like mashups of songs, but it's like one of them singing Poker Face and one of them singing something else, and they're making mm. the songs work together. Which is it's quite, quite a, good. quite a skill to doing that, isn't it? It's, it's... it's I was stood there halfway through it though, sort of thing. It's essentially it's like a four chord thing. Like yeah. they've they chosen all these songs that are probably based on the same like. That same structure of four chords yeah. and making them work together. That's what's clever about it. If you know how mm. to work the chords like that, you can you can do little <laughs> tricks like that. I like that, it was... like that video you showed me. Um, what were they called? Axis, Axis of Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. That they perfectly like nailed the fact that you can play all those songs just with the same three chords. Four. Yeah, that's it. Four chords. Yeah. It's uh, it's very clever that. But no, I'm gonna have to see this act at some point. What to look out for? Him. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, at one point, <laughs> at one point he did like climb over the barrier into into the crowd, 
it was like everyone watching and sort of there's a woman at the right in the middle who you just sort of like um pretty much profess his love for and stuff. <laughs> um which is pretty funny. That's the worst thing you can do at a comedy gig, though, isn't it? You be that person who stands out from the crowd. Because I always remember we went to Lounge Kittens the first time, and there was, that, there was that brilliant singer, that comedy singer on, and there was that massive bloke stood in front of us. It was like just like a giant guy, and it's like you just knew straight away the comedian was gonna like go for him, didn't you? Because <laughs> he sort of stood out, and he looked dead serious. Do you remember Jay? Jay is it Jay Foreman? Oh yeah, and he was he was singing that really funny song about caterpillars, and it was like, and he's like, right, everybody join in with the chorus. It's a really catchy chorus. Yeah. We're all doing it, and then he's like, just the ladies. And he looks at that guy who stood in front of us. He goes, just you, <laughs> and he keeps playing the uh, playing the chords of the guy. He's like, we can wait all night. <laughs> that, was, that was brilliant. I mean, the comedians are always do it. There's somebody who stands out a little bit. You're gonna be the one who gets picked out, yeah. aren't you? You just know it. <laughs> Don't be that person. <laughs> I mean, like at a Bernard Manning show or, or certain other comedians like that, it, it just, just being that person who dares to get up and go to the toilet is can be <laughs> can be that person. <laughs> yeah, but it's like there's Frankie Boyle would pick on anyone. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, well, I think the best. Is. I think the best. Crowd whatever I've seen with probably Evans uh, when he got that guy and he he spotted that guy in the front row going to the toilet and he got his mate his mates like dropped him in it <laughs> told Lee Evans his name <laughs> and he was waiting for him when he came back in <laughs> that, was, that was just brilliant <laughs> Jedi <laughs> you got to explain the premise to it now though. Well, yeah, it, okay, then. <laughs> it, it gets me, it, People hear you saying Jedi and not have a clue what the fuck you're on about. It cracks me up every time I see it. He goes, he spots an empty seat and he goes, he's in a bit of a gap between a couple of jokes and he thinks, oh, a bit of fun with the audience. He goes, spots an empty seat and goes, oh, where's he gone? <laughs> His mates take, like, like, love dropping him in. I mean, we'd do exactly the same. Way. If one of us buggered off to the toilet and we haven't spotted one of us, we'd, we'd just do it, wouldn't we? Oh yeah, <laughs> always tends to be G man that ends up being been that person though, isn't it? <laughs> In my experience, he it seems to be. He seems to be, it's either him or me that tends to be the person that like always ends up in these bizarre situations where yeah, you try up... and get yourself out by talking shit, and <laughs> what doing fake names. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been known to do that. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I, I love been thrown into like bizarre situations like that. Anyway, it's it, it, it's all good fun. But um, yeah, so he, he says like, "Oh, what's his name?" So his mates drop him in it and say, "Jed." Uh, Lee Evans responds, just laughs and he goes, "Jedi." <laughs> then comes all the Star Wars jokes, and then there's that moment he walks back in and he goes, "Oh hi, <laughs> hi Jed." <laughs> and the guy, the guy. The thing is, though, if he's gone to the toilet like a small theater like that. He must have surely heard it from the toilets. It's like you go at the Winter Gardens or the Grand, you can hear it from the toilets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. At least he found it funny, though, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. I remember once there was, a, there was a show, I can't remember it, was it? It was like quite an old comedian uh, where. Some people like walked out and complained to like the management. It was like a small theatre, it was like Eastbourne or somewhere like that. 
And they're like, it, it, it was a well-known comedian. I can't remember it was. Like, it's one of these where they've been around for donkey years and all they do is like end of pay shows now kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, it was like Jim Davidson or someone like that. And, um, and they like complained. But it's a comedian. That, it's like, it was like, uh, it was someone like that who's known for like really crude humour kind of thing. Right. And they complained saying like, um, saying like, oh, we got, we basically not in these words, but they got the piss ripped out of them by the comedian. And I'm thinking they were sat on the front row at a comedian who's known for doing that kind of that style of humour. I'm thinking it's, you know what I mean? Well, it's, you think, why buy a ticket? They, they probably thought it was going to be like the comedy you get on fucking big break. Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't expecting. Eight, eight, I don't know if it was Jim Davidson. It was. It was Jim Davidson or someone like that, like Chubby Brown or someone like that. One of these kind of like blue comedians. Well, if it's Chubby Brown, you know what you're getting. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I just don't understand. That's, that, that, to me, it's like that's like buying a bloody house at the end of the runway at Gatwick and saying, "Oh, it's, t- it's too, too noisy, too much noise from these big jets flying <laughs> over my house." And I've actually seen that it was. There's a guy on a documentary. He lives at like the end of the runway at Gatwick. It was like behind the scenes at Gatwick Airport, and he sits there like making a diary of all, of all these. He's got like a decibel meter and all this kind of. <laughs> you just don't don't get it. <laughs> no idiots. It's like walking into a sauna complaining it's too hot. Mm. <laughs> I'll stop with the irony jokes now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I attempted the the ten minute burn challenge against Paul. Oh yes, it was meant to be a two on two thing, but we didn't have two, and they didn't have two, so it ended up in one on one. Well, I mean, I came down later. Well, yeah, you came down later, but it was I think they they they'd put the sauce away by then. Yeah, put um, in the fireproof container. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Oof. I mean, you've got to think. You've got to think that the source must be bad if the guy actually puts a radiation suit on when he gets it out of like the out of the lead box. You must no, think he this. Didn't. Did, I thought he did. No, you weren't there. I thought he had one of those big welder masks on when it when he no. got it out. <laughs> you you were not there at last interview. <laughs> oh no! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was that reporter. Oh yeah, it was, but it's to do with Tom Cruise, wasn't no, it? No, I don't know. It's like the Church of Scientology. It was. Oh yeah, that's the better. Yeah, um, but no, it was. We, me and Paul both tried like chili vodka, or mm. go, ghost pepper vodka, should I say? From I think it's retro retro drinks or something they call it. Oh, right. Um, tried some other sources as well from another company. I name I forget, and then we went back to. The chili pepper company stall to see what other sauces they had. And he, mm. We were trying some, and he sort of he gave us some ten minute burns. Said, "Yeah, I'll try this." Um, and that was me done at that point. And then Paul tried the one hotter, which was mm. called something like Hell Unleashed, which is like currently apparently currently the hottest chili sauce in the world. Um, so yeah, Paul claimed the victory for Rad. Yeah. Um, but we, we both felt the bunt of it. I think he felt it worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got these things, haven't you? It's... Well, now I've done it. I don't have to do it again. Yeah. Until next year when you do it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you said. <laughs> it's like you said on the Facebook page of the day. You said like, well, we're not doing it next year. You said you said we we'll have to find some other idiot to do it. And of course, typical me. Adam replied, "I'll do it." <laughs> well, funnily enough, <laughs> it's, it's you against Al. Oh right. <laughs> 
Oh, so it's so it's Rad Rad v Lost Art again, but it's Al v Christ. So ah, uh, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy some of the other sources that I tried. There's some really nice ones. Yeah, got the little like the little Jacob's crackers or whatever way you could dip mm-hmm. in and try sauces. Um, some of them were actually really good. There is I tried like the world's sexiest hot sauce, mm. wink it was curry sauce. That was it, yeah, world's sexiest curry sauce. That was quite nice, I actually quite enjoyed that one. And then um, one of Dine's trials, um I tried a Naga on it, I had like thirteen Naga chilies in it. And I know Naga from the Indian takeaway. Yeah. It's like the um hottest thing on the menu at the Indian takeaway and it's uh, like um um, it's like extra hot for those that are feeling brave, especially like Bangladeshi chilies or something. Yeah. I've never had one to this day. I, was, I nearly got one tonight actually, but um, wait for a cocktail masala instead. Um, Ponsal martini mixed into a tikka masala. Sounds revolting. No, it wasn't. No, it was like a cocktail with different meats in the masala sauce. It's quite nice actually, yeah. But now, so I knew, I knew of Nagas, and I thought, oh, Naga, I've always tried Naga, but it's meant to be flaming hot, so I thought, I thought oh, I'll try this. And it was actually really nice, and they had a lot of descriptors with the sauces, didn't they? And it said, this one hits your tip of your tongue straight away, which it did. Yeah. And it said, the burn is very slow in it, and you can feel it getting hotter and hotter and hotter in my mouth. And I was like, oh, that's a nice burn, that. It wasn't like a bad burn. And when I made the mistake of swallowing, and it was like, right down my bloody like, throat yeah. as well, and I was like, <laughs> so yeah, it was some nice, some nice sources. There were some nice ones. Uh, me and Paul say we gave a sort of review to each one as we're going around and trying each one. Um, Did you like Homer Simpson? Hmm. Very pedestrian and could be served to patients recovering from surgery. <laughs> no, we're just sort of reviewing them on on the case of like uh, whether it was a slow burn or not, because some of them it was. A couple of them I tried them and I said they were quite hot. There was no b- real burn to them. And then the others I tried, it was, you'd feel, you'd, it, like, you'd have it, you'd swallow it, and then you'd start to feel it burning. And it gradually get hotter. So. You know, it could do for a bit of comedy next year if um, if you want to do like a bit, a bit of, be a bit comical, like, like, grab the audience's attention. What? Could be a bit of a PR opportunity in a way. Should I, should I like, me and I'll try and resource it? And then one of you could dress up as a fireman, carry a bucket of water with you, and I'm like, oh, I need water. And like, the fireman comes running in with a bucket of water. <laughs> and I'll just, just get so many people off, you know. As any chilly head will tell you, never water. Oh, yeah, water, yeah, of course. As the two idiot girls made on that made the mistake of on that video on Facebook, when they eat, they eat uh, an actual raw Carolina Reaper. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're both there with bottles of water, but they're taking like, the smallest sips possible. Yeah, milk's the best thing to cool chilli down, isn't it? You say. Well, I've heard milk or honey. Oh, right. Then other people, some people had different. Some people said beer, like Kaylee from Devonshire Idiot, one of my favourite YouTube channels. She she likes beer because she's like, oh, I prefer beer because it cool it down. I like, know it doesn't. I never tried that one. So I've had, I've had like beer with a like flaming dragon curry at Weatherspoons before, which is quite a hot curry. Yeah. And to be honest, it doesn't cool it down, in yeah. my experience. Or like Coca-Cola, another one that's just a total waste of time, which makes it worse. I always find milk, something milky. Yeah, someone recommended hot tea to me the other day. Well, I've never heard that one before. 
But it's um, <clears throat> apparently milk works the best, and milk stops you getting from that, that horrible heartburn you get after as well. No, that it didn't this time. Uh, <laughs> me and Paul both had. Well, I had about. I must have had about two and a half, three pints of milk until I chunked it all up in West Coast Chalk in the yeah. toilet. Um, and I still had heartburn for about 24 hours afterward. Oof. So, Take any gummies come for No. Oof. Because I, I, man, I manned it through the pain. Yeah, so. true. I didn't wash out with no gummies gone. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else I've done? I can't remember. Surely, best lounge kittens. Yeah. I think you've been like me. You've been working most of the week, haven't you? Uh, yeah. I've been working pretty much since the last bloody pod. We did. Yeah. I was going to do a solo episode at some point this week, and I didn't. I've not had time. So. But, uh, yeah, so there we go. That's the busy life of waxworks. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on the air? This is as long as we don't say where it is. All oh, right. Um, a museum curator, but... I should say. Well, technically, oh, it's a museum, isn't it? Sort of. But we need to give some mentions and stuff to. Oh, right. Before we carry on, I think, as well, in a way. Um, because it's just the thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So course is Paul and Random Mass Discussion. You got Toffer and the guy at Master Debaters. Yeah. Uh who was the other one? You got the guys at the Crapulent. There's the Facebook group podcast we listen to, which is a brilliant group. Uh what else is there? Anyone who's listened essentially. Mooch T V. Mooch T V, them as well. Um um, obviously the listeners. Yeah. If you've not said that already. No. Listeners from around the world. Yeah. And play more. But. Yeah. Um, we do broadcast uh, universally, don't we? Aren't we? I'm trying. Yeah, we've got to reach out to the Martian market. That's where the big money is these days. <laughs> One universe at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I can't think of any other, other pods, it's really annoying me. There's other pods anyway. I'll start a wrestling. I'll start a wrestling, yeah, my own other pod. Yep. Um, tell them Steve, Dave, for mainly been the inspiration to actually do this. Uh, the Kevin Gill Show. What else do I listen to? Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, the list goes on. Yeah. There we go, there's a few for you. Without me checking my phone. So uh I wasn't a review Logan, but that's sort of moved on now. <laughs> I've not seen it anyway, so I can't really comment to be honest. It was very good for what mm. it was. It was if it wasn't rated R it wouldn't have been as good. But well it wasn't a fifteen it was a fifteen here, but if it wasn't if it wasn't a fifteen it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. Um, I hate when they tone stuff down. Not as fun. So, but uh, it's on my two watch list though. Well, it was I was, we went to record this like a month ago, and I didn't get well. Things happened which stopped me from doing it. Yeah, and then it's just been a time problem. Mm. So, 
because I actually saw Logan back in the March. All right. It's back in April now, it's May yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But there we go. Um, believe I even put down the Mania prediction on Lost Art of Wrestling, which has passed because the WrestleMania 33 has happened, so you can catch our WrestleMania 33 review. So, so can that's, I that's how the... outdated these, these topics are. Alright, so can I not look at the WrestleMania results and make a prediction based on that then? No. Oh, <laughs> Back to the Future style. No. Because <laughs> that would just be wrong. Um, yeah, all my topics are out of date. <laughs> the only one I haven't that's not out of date is the fact that they're remaking Maniac Cop. I've not seen that. It's in Beverly Hills Cop, if that's the no. same kind of thing. <laughs> I've seen Kindergarten Cop as well, if that's in the same vein. No. It's about, I'll dig it out. It's, yeah. It's low budget like Toxic Avenger. Oh, it's right. I like those kind of films. Better, better acted. I mean, uh, bad acting is what makes a B movie a B movie, isn't it, really? <laughs> well, this one's not so much. Well, it's a bit of a B movie, but it's more sort of it's a cult horror. Because sometimes in B movies, the bad acting is deliberate, isn't it? Because it, it, it's, yeah. goes, it fits with the theme, doesn't it? If you had good actors. But a really shitly made film, it it wouldn't quite work, would it? No. I mean, bad actors is what sort of makes it a B movie, <laughs> really. But they aren't. There's talk of them remaking like a big budget Toxic Avenger. All right. Apparently. Would it be uh, as funny though if it was big budget, or because it's obviously like effects are more advanced now and stuff, so it could be could be good. But... I don't know what they're going for with it because it's on this sort of the thing if they are going to remake it at some point. I just don't know when. It's been talked yeah. about for years. It's like the Warriors remake. It's been talked about for years. It's yeah. Just, it's just when it will happen. Or if it will happen. I just feel like the Warriors is one of those films you shouldn't touch. I just feel like the original's good enough. Why does it have to be remade? Because they want to make it remake it more violent. and. Alright. Oh, not, I'm not complaining not about that then. <laughs> but then... The MTV remake they were going to do back in 2006 didn't even have a gang called Warriors in it. Or the Baseball Furies. So. Somebody's got Turnbull ACs in it, it's alright with me. They ride around on a bus. Oh no. Yeah. Makes them cool. <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah, I've no actual other bloody topics of my own because they're all outdated. Even though I have like five. Yeah. So, this is what happens when I try and get people to record. Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens though, doesn't it? Yeah. More often than not. Yeah. I've got a load of listener topics, so. Yeah. Let's move on to those. <laughs> so, um, we'll start with uh, Lost Art of Wrestling host Bunkle. Yeah. Who asks, first of all, best and worst moments in podcasting? It's a hard one for me, because I don't listen to many other podcasts, in all honesty. Um, I think he means actually doing podcasting. Oh, doing it. Oh, right. Uh, Best and worst? Yeah. Um, I don't know how how I'm going to approach this. I I could just say, like, I think one of the best episodes we've done it's probably Sonosphere Diaries because it was just so funny, like uh, reminiscing all them funny stories and funny because these were actually I wasn't bullshitting any of them. They were like true stories that really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Even though some of them sound a bit bizarre. Um, 
can't think of a worse one though. In all honesty. Taking too long to get this out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could go with that, yeah. Um, uh, I guess that's the only negative thing I could say, yeah, we could get more material out, but then that's up that's up to you how much material we do really, what how much you want to do, how much you want to release and how often you want to I record. want to release more, which is having the time to get it done and Oh yeah, yeah. Come up with content because I want quantity quality over quantity. Yeah. So. Um yeah, for me, best moment. Uh, either hitting a thousand listeners, mm. or interviewing Frank Turner. Yeah, <laughs> both, uh, both big achievements. <laughs> so, I'd, mm, I'd probably have to go with. I think worst moment I could probably say. Um, <laughs> Is that the time I came around and brought Sasha around with me? She was uh, just been <laughs> noisy. In the arse. Yeah, I think we all agree with that one. How much, how much I love Sasha. She was a bit of a not the best person to have when you're recording in the room. No, <laughs> you said she's a, a bit of an attention seeker. Well, yeah, she is. She was <laughs> yeah. whacking like razor blades <laughs> on a Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was more te- a technical issue, really, though. So. Yes, yeah, never record a podcast with with anim- children animals. Yeah, true. So, uh, so yeah, best moment either hitting a thousand over multiple countries or interviewing Frank Turner. Mm. Um, well, actually, probably interviewing Lars Kings. I think that was my first proper interview. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, worst moment. Yeah, please, Sasha. Bit of pain in the arse. <laughs> Will um, Sasha the Wonder Duck. <laughs> oh, uh, what was the other one? Probably sort of clearing off half an episode. Oh, by accident. Um, or well, it was. Not clearing off, but an epi- half an episode actually not recording properly. Oh, right. Because of hardware and software issues. Um, so that's probably the worst one, but it still played off quite well. Oh. So, it's uh, still a listenable episode. That's one That's one of the Lost Night Wrestling episodes, though, which is King's Road Botched. Oh, which right. Which is why I called it Botched. <laughs> yeah. Um, and next, he asks, uh, favourite sandwich filling? Ooh, I'm quite old-fashioned when it comes to uh, sandwiches. I like, I like good old cheese, to be honest. Uh, but then, I do remember years ago, and you can still get them. I've not had them for years. Uh, I used to like those sandwich paste you can get in the little, in the little jars, like salmon paste. And, oh, you still get them? Yeah, I've not had them for years, though. Uh, I'm about to get I don't think they do salmon anymore, though. I think it's like chicken, ham, and tuna or something like something that. Like that. Yeah, I've not had them for years. And there's the Heinz sandwich bread. Yeah. Which I've had, which tastes really weird. Uh, then again, Nutella is a good old classic as well. Um, I, like, I like a Nutella sandwich. Although, if I, I <laughs> get some horrible sandwich fillings, I know of. Uh, I know somebody who has ketchup sandwiches, it's ketchup on bread. Well, the worst yeah, one but I, I know make... people who say like lard sandwiches. Oh, oh God, that's that's well, worse. Is that dripping sandwiches? Oh, it's like, no, worse. it's lard. Yeah, 
Um, or the worst one I've probably heard is um, I know something called sugar sandwiches. They literally just like put butter on weird. bread, put a load of sugar on it, and they eat that as a sandwich. That's just sounds awful. <laughs> this is really weird. Yeah, bad for your teeth as well. My favourite is probably good old fashioned cheese, but it has to be. Uh, I mean, I eat pretty much any cheese. Me, the favourite has to be from Lancashire. That's best cheese going. Um, a strange one for me. Favorite sandwich place. So I'm always, I'd always go for chicken. Mm. But there's Tesco a few years ago before they changed all the sandwich recipes and stuff. They used to do chicken and stuffing. Yeah, which is really nice. But now it's chicken stuffing and bacon. Yeah, which I don't like bacon and sandwiches. No, yeah, I, I, I sometimes buy Tesco's egg and bacon, which I don't mind. The bacon's a bit plasticky and rubbery. It's like pre-cooked bacon, and it's, it's yeah, like, streaky bacon. Yeah, so, it's, it's horrible. Or, or crispy bacon, as we call it here, here yeah. in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I also like plowmans. Mm. Like cheese plowmans filling. That's a favourite. Um. But then, sort of, really, any chicken, anything chicken. Mm. I can tolerate. Or uh, I know one one bunkle will, will play a forgotten is uh, would be like savoury cheese. Mm. Like another favourite of ours. Yeah. Well, you go to Rock Press and they make really nice cheese toasty as well. Though. They do. I need to make more. I've not had one myself this week yet. Actually, I need yeah. to make one. Well, grilled cheese, isn't it? As Yanks would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to make one for you tomorrow. Mm. Maybe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, then <laughs> next, yes. Best style of egg. All right. Um, Considering he's all... not an egg fan, I don't know why he asked this question. What's that? Considering he doesn't like egg as much, I don't know why he asked this question. All right. I was going to say, there's all kinds of ways I can take this question. I've got, I've got like dirty and clean ways I can take this one. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like we're talking like ostrich eggs and chicken eggs, or we're talking like cream eggs versus Easter eggs. There's all kinds of ways here. When he says best style, I think he means like fried. Oh, poached. right. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the best. I quite like hard boiled. I don't really have. I don't really have been a fan of soft boiled eggs. Um, I prefer hard boiled, personally. Okay. Um, I love them slicer things. It's just fun to play with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, personal favourite is not the healthiest, but the unhealthiest way you can make an egg is probably fried, especially when it goes with like a nice big, nice big steak for some of a hungry horse or. Down the local pub. Yeah, it's quite uh, as steak and eggs, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good old, good old prison food. Hardly. Anyway, when, when often when I've, it's rather sick that I know this, but often on, on death row when someone's been executed, that's one often one of the um, the meals that gets offered to the um, to the person being executed. I just read that on some random trivia website somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, they um, they can make it. They can normally it's whatever the whatever they can make in the kitchen. But people ask like book at KFC before and stuff. And yeah, 
think Ted Bundy's was steak and eggs. Was it? I can't remember. I know from watching Phil. There was one, I think there was someone, I can't remember if it was John Wayne Gacy or someone else, he asked for like a, a bucket of KFC but didn't touch any of it. Yeah. Um, and others have just asked for like a sim, like a, someone, one person asked for like just a can of Coke or something. Another one, they asked for like a solitary grape. Stuff like that, really mm. weird. And then some people refused food. Yeah. Then they get force fed something normally. I don't think they did that. They give you, they, they, if they say they don't want anything, they, they give them like a standard, yeah. box standard like meal from the, the, the kitchens or whatever. And it's up to them if they eat it or not, I think. I was going to say, what's the point of force feeding a prisoner that's going to be executed anyway? That's <laughs> a bit like, a bit like an ethical. No. Issue there. <laughs> That's going off on a tangent anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd go with scrambled. Oh yeah, scrambled egg. Yeah, don't really poached very often. No, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't mind it if I if I comes with. I have McQuilligans. I was going to say yeah, if it comes breakfast. with a breakfast, or, or probably nearest out to poached is like McDonald's eggs, a bit like poached, isn't it? When you get an egg and bacon egg muffin. Yeah, That's a bit like poached egg, isn't it? I always remember on Quirks though, where they just <sighs> it just comes in like a big roll, like a like like a Swiss like roll, big sausage, just, just slices it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, why. But, that's why I always assume McDonald's eggs are like. Well, I know somebody we can ask that question to actually. Yeah. So <laughs> I might I might just do that next time I see them. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to know that. Know the yeah. inside secrets. That's one of the most annoying things about working at McDonald's. You must, the amount of times you must get, oh, is it truly do this? Is it truly do that? <laughs> it must get really annoying, that. No, people asking for like, the recipes or like, oh, can you get me a cup of Big Macs or <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what the recipe is. The secret recipe to McDonald's secret sauce, even though they don't have one, is <laughs> it's none of your business. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Well, I've I've read a book online somewhere before though where it's like here's how to recreate like a perfect Mackey's milkshake. Yeah. And like here's how to make a Big Mac and here's how to make Big Mac sauce and stuff. Because a lot of it just comes in on the back of a lorry, doesn't it? All pre-prepared. It's yeah. they don't know what's what's in the stuff, do they? It's same with KFC. Well, they had, they'll have a rough idea because it's they'll they have the they'll have like the um, allergen sheet. Oh yeah, but it won't tell them the actual full ingredients. Yeah, it'll say it'll say on it. Um, it'll say flavorings. Yeah, <laughs> x x x x x. Yeah. <laughs> it probably will. <laughs> yeah, or secret ingredient. <laughs> it's like with Mac- everyone says Mackey's cold cola tastes different. Yeah, do you know why though? Yeah, because it gets delivered from the steel cylinder. Oh, well, do you know the secret to the milkshakes in there? I'm going to reference you, Trauma. It's from a colossal worm, honey. <laughs> that's, that's why they're so thick. <laughs> Toad mucus. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, scrambled and fried. Mm. There we go. Might be rival those. Uncle and us. As he's trying to prove a point to his wife. Oh, right. He said, What's more painful? A kick in the nuts or childbirth? 
Oh, this is one of those. Uh, <laughs> well, funnily enough, I was watching uh, I was watching Family Guy the other night, and it was that it was that brilliant episode, one of my personal favourites, one where uh, Peter Griffin gets sent to that women's sensitivity camp, and he's like, he's like, oh, what's so bad about childbirth? <laughs> women always moan about it. And one of the women replies, childbirth, the pain of childbirth is like somebody taking your bottle up and lifting it over your head till it touches the back of your neck. <laughs> Which your later experiences, <laughs> but as, as I know from experience, been kicked in the bollocks um, on, on many occasions, or or as I rather embarrassingly slept and <laughs> landed my bollocks on a, on a on a concrete beam in the middle of a swimming pool in Tenerife. Um, was like a, a, I remember once. A girl said to me once, um, someone said to me once, what does it actually feel like when you get kicked in the bollocks? It's really hard to describe, isn't it? It's, it, I can't describe it, but it, it fucking hurts, doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's like a dull ache in like the lower part of your abdomen, isn't it? It's a really like, really sort of like nagging dull ache that takes like 10 minutes to wear off. Yeah. It, it's, it's a horrible feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Although you could argue, because <laughs> it, it's easy for people to say, "Oh, we, we hump them through childbirth," which is which is normally a woman's response. But then the thing with childbirth again, I'm going back to being a med- speaking as a medical man now. Is that with childbirth? There's all kinds of ways you can get around it by like epidurals or entonox and things like that. Whereas <laughs> when someone kicks you in the bollocks, particularly say like um, this, is where I speak from experience, um, you say like uh, a taekwondo competition. <laughs> Even with a growing guard on, you're still vulnerable. Um, there's no, there's no pain relief there. <laughs> you might just get an ice pack after. <laughs> there was uh, one thing that stands out. Uh, I can't remember why I watched it somewhere. It's like a TV show or something. It's, it's talking about something. It's like, oh, there's this, but then they kick in the nuts. They kick in the nuts. <laughs> Oh, I know what you're thinking of. Is it, um, is it The Simpsons? Bar- Barney's movie had soul, but football in the groin had a football in the groin. <laughs> no, it's an actual... I'm oh, sure right. It's, I've, I've seen it somewhere before. It's like, oh, I'm kicking my nuts. They're kicking my nuts. Yeah. It, it's bloody painful, though. Oh. I remember that time in Tenerife, though, when I, when I did that. and um, It was so funny, though, because I, I was showing off typical Christ style. I was um, showing off, walk, walk, balancing on this this sort of like um, ceramic beam between the two, the little pool and the big pool in the swimming pool, and I slept, landed, <laughs> landed right in the bloody middle. But it, uh, and I saw you just like cringing, thinking, "Oh God!" <laughs> These two little kids were laughing their heads off. But the lucky thing was, the package just missed it, and I landed on like my tailbone. So like my tailbone took the, the brunt of the the blow, basically, like almost like a shock absorber. So I had a bloody sore ass after, but it was like not as bad as what it could have been. And I always remember what the kid saying to his dad. He said that man slipped and hit his wedge. Oh, the trouble is I can't do the healing voice. Yeah, that's how um, I approach it. <laughs> well, I was just scrolling back through them then because I can't remember, I couldn't remember what the actual question was. And it's what's more painful, giving birth or kicking the nuts? 
<laughs> Uncle's wife is required of disagreeing with your wife. <laughs> oh, she's got him well trained. <laughs> <laughs> as much as he'll disagree, well, he won't. He probably just feels like, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's true. I don't. She, I, I am trained. Well, it's what, yeah, yeah. So. Well, trouble when you you take that chance to disagree with a woman is you get the uh, you either get the kick in the nuts or or you get the frying pan to the head as a consequence of that. So yeah. <laughs> it's not worth going there. No, I woke several hours later in the days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I'd have, yeah, I'd have to go with a kick in the nuts. Mm, from experience. Yeah. Because if, if... I think it find it's worse if it's unexpected. Yeah, exactly. Because um, you're not... I mean, with childbirth, there is an element of expectation, isn't there, with it? Well, yeah, you know what you're getting off him for. Yeah, exactly, yeah, true. <laughs> but also... As much as Katie will not let me in the house now. But also, though... The argument looking at is I like the old saying. I love the old saying, "No pain, no gain." When I'm doing a, a really tough gym class, and I, and I feel like bloody dropping dead on the bloody on the bloody floor, and you think, "No pain, no gain." It keeps you going. Um, I always think that's the same in a way with childbirth. Because with childbirth, it's supposed to be agonising. I can't speak from experience <laughs> on that one, but um, but again, I've, I've seen the baby delivered, so I do have like a a bystander view of it. <laughs> But um, I can imagine it's it's very painful, but then it, it it's you're working towards an ultimate goal of producing a child, so you're doing it for a reason, basically. Whereas kicking the ball, you just not good. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Well. <laughs> We'll come on to more n- <laughs> nut kicking in the bed. Oh, good. Because there's a topic from Paul. Um, before I do that, we're going to go to some adverts and have a quick commercial break. Because um, I need to get a drink. And um, it's time for you, the listeners, to go on if we drink, smoke, or poo. Because we're back. What is the Potter family? This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby Podcast. This is Matt Pierce from the Crossover Podcast. This is Knock from the Geek Yogurt Podcast. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks Podcast. This is Michael Vasquez of the No Sound Bites Allowed Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter and Family and use the hashtag Potter and Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter and Family, where great podcasts come home. Hello, this is for... Can't we say hello at the same time? Fuck's sake. <laughs> hello! This is an advertisement for Master Debaters. Oh, can we say Master Debaters together as well? Yeah. Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffer. And we are the Master Debaters. Oh, <laughs> we, 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 we are the Master Debaters. That's what we want to do. We're all saying it. Yeah. Hello! Hello. I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffer. And, and we, we are, are the Master Debaters. Damn it, Sean! Debaters. I thought we were just doing... Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffer. We are... The, the Master, Master Debaters. Debaters. 
You can find us on Twitter at underscore Master Debaters, SoundCloud, Podbeam, and iTunes. Just do yourself a favour and jump aboard this podcast train. Choo choo, motherfucker! <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul the Hat Guy Flinders, and I'm the host of the RAD podcast, Random Ass Discussion. And we discuss about absolutely anything that's on our minds. Doesn't matter how taboo the subject is, we will talk about it and give you our opinion. Whether it's popular or not, controversial or not, or thought-provoking, or just downright daft. You can find us on Spreaker at www.spreaker.com forward slash RAD podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash UK RAD podcast. We are on Twitter at UK RAD podcast. And we are also now on iTunes. Uh, just search for us at the UK RAD podcast and we should show up. So if you're ready for a bit of a random ass discussion, a little bit of um, comedy gold and maybe a little bit of thought-provoking in, uh, conversation, uh, come over and join the fun. And just remember, there are plenty of podcasts out there, but not that many of them are rad. Now it's back to the lost art of podcasting slash wrestling slash keyfade. And we're back from our short commercial break. Um, yeah, before I go any further, I need to give a, a big mention to Ro- the uh, YouTube show Rostered On, which you need to watch yet. Yes! Um, especially, even though you only worked in retail, well, you worked in retail longer than I have, but you'll, you'll, uh, I think you'll uh, relate to it quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I worked in two two retail settings, one big supermarket, and then a, I worked in a convenience store. So I've done I've done both basically. So, but, but it's um, I was I was sharing the the episode because they come out like every Tuesday or something. Or over here it's Tuesday morning. Yeah. Um. So I shared the latest episode, and one of the actual cast came on the page and said, like, "Thanks for sharing it." And so, oh. and I got chatting back and forth. So what's it on? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube and on Facebook. Right. Um, it's free to watch. And How many episodes are they on now? I think they've done four so far. And I think there's like six episodes. Maybe seven. I can't remember. There's a pilot and six episodes. Mm. Um, but it's if, if you ever worked in retail, you will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. And it's really, it's a bit like Wait. trolley, but cruder. Oh, what's well, not saying a supermarket? Sam. It's saying like an electronic store. Oh right, oh, so it's not a convenience store. No, uh, I was gonna say, I mean, because I worked in a convenience store, and I enjoyed it at first, but by the end, I was just, I was just like desperate to get out of there. If, if you want a convenience store, watch Clerks. Yeah, yeah. But the, with there's some of the stuff, the customers and the way the staff are and stuff, you'll agree with them. You like, you'll, like, you'll be yeah. there saying. You've known people worked with people who were like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I worked some characters in retail. <laughs> Both jobs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I only wish convenience store work was like the Quickie Mart. It would. It would be funny if it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check out Rostered On. It's on YouTube. Just go on YouTube or Google. Just search Rostered On or even well Facebook. Just search Rostered On. It's been popping up on Lad Bible and Union Lad sometimes, so just check out their page, give them a like. I think tell yeah. Them, tell them the Lost Art Podcast and sent you, and they'll love you for it. I think I've seen it on. on it's popped up on my Facebook a few times. I've sort of skipped past it, but I do need to sit yeah. down and watch it. Mm. I don't have a laptop at the moment though, so. Yeah. 
can watch on your PS3. Oh, yeah. Sport. Ah. Yeah. You got me. Yeah, no <laughs> excuse. So support the cause. Yeah. Uh, cracking on with topics, Paul writes in from Random Ass Discussion. He writes, uh, first of all, Pet hates for listening to podcasts. Again, this is a tricky one for me because I don't listen to many other than this one, really. So, um, I think, like you said before, it's a bit of a no-no on like, podcasts and radio. It's like Dead Space. Dead Air. Dead Air, that's it. Yeah. Um, that just, it just doesn't, Seem right when you you know when you're listening to um, yeah. a podcast or a radio show, it just it just sort of sticks out like a sore thumb, basically. Well, I know why Paul's Paul's asked this because he wants he wants me to mention the fact that the amount of people that I've said recently, oh, how long is too long for a podcast? Oh yeah, we've had this discussion before. We, we have, but it's come, it's popped up on several groups. Me and Paul are both on as well. Yeah, and you saw that thing. It's like people say forty five minutes is about long, about long enough. And it's like, well, no, it's not. Well, we know a certain person who says that half an hour is too yeah. long. <laughs> well, about right. Yeah. Um, but I listen to quite a few, and it's. Um, yeah, for me, I'd say Dead Air is a major peeve because sometimes I've listened to an episode and it's made me think the episode's finished. Well, it hasn't. It's just they've been like that few those few seconds of no, nothing. It just comes across as a bit amateur, doesn't it? That, in, in a way. A way. Um, that and sort of uh, fluxes in volume. Yeah. Like if someone, someone something really quiet and then all of a sudden it's really loud. Yeah. Again, um, that doesn't sound very professional, does it? When you've no um, quality's got to be good, hasn't it? The quality's got to sound right. It needs to be listenable. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're like fancy equipment. It's just got to be got to sound okay. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Nothing else really. It's... Yeah. I can think of is yeah, it's but dead air is a major peeve of mine. Yeah, and pe- people saying that it's it's too long, but it's that's what on de- that's why it's on demand because you can go back and listen to it whenever you want. Yeah, or you can download it wherever it's, it's choices there. Well, there's a couple of episodes of this I've listened to before I started like actually contributing where they were a bit long and I thought I can't sit there for an hour and a half, so I, I broke it down into like half hour sections. Yeah, I thought I'm up to thirty-one minutes. I'll come back at thirty-one minutes when I play it again. And I mean, you can play. It, I mean, with um, Spreaker, it's dead easy to do that as well, or uh, YouTube. Mm. Well, Spreaker, it re- it re- remembers where you're up to in the same iTunes. Yeah. So if you were listening to an episode, you can go back at that point and then pick it up again. From oh, there. that's good. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul next asks favorite favorite Oakley Oakley song and why? Oh, I don't know any so. <laughs> You're bloody helpful. I know. I don't. I keep needing to listen to them because uh, you know that. I mean, you know full well that Christian fresh metal is like um, one of my favorite pastimes. No, it's, it's no. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember my albums then. <laughs> It's in the pile somewhere. It'll be there somewhere. I need to look for it. 
I always remember that back at high school. We had a, we had a, it was so ironic. We had a, an RS teacher, religious studies teacher, that looked like Ned Flanders, and it was just like the perfect irony. It was. I, don't, I swear, I sometimes think, did he do that deliberately? Did he grow that moustache deliberately so they looked like Ned Flanders? I, I doubt it. Or is it just like poetic irony? Because one time somebody actually said it. Because everyone was saying it in the class, and yeah. the time was out the room, hey, it's Ned Flanders. And he was he was actually quite a nice teacher to be fair. He was quite a nice guy, but um, I swear he, he must have been in on the show because somebody actually said it out loud once. And I just get this funny feeling. He walked out the room after him, to like laughing his head off. <laughs> nah, you never know. <laughs> like a Bradley Walsh moment. <laughs> I think I had him as a teacher once, and I don't think you'd see the the. Um... The humour in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, is though, when you're a teacher, it's like if 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 you gave in to the students and made it a bit of a joke, you you leave you a bit of an open target, then aren't you? That's the trouble because you the trouble of being a teacher is you've got to have the respect of your class, haven't you? Really, and if they think you're a bit of a joke, then you just you're a sitting duck, aren't you? Basically, so I can I can sort of understand it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I do have Oakley Oakley's debut album somewhere. I can't think where that is. I'll probably find it later. It's fine. Um, What's your favourite Fonda's catchphrase then, or like quote by Fonda's? That's that, that might give you some. Like, well, I know what my favourite song is anyway. Oh, right. It's you because you've never listened. Yeah. Um, there's. As I narrow it down, there's, a, there's about four songs which are sort of standouts. Yeah. Uh, but my favourite. Well, it would have to be uh, nothing at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Oh, nothing at sexy fondness. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favourites has to be the um, the one at the uh, the movementarians one, and he's um, and uh, groundskeeper Willie's there interrogating Homer and Barton Lisa, and Fonda's walks in and like ruins it. And goes. And goes, uh, howdy, I brought, I brought in uh, orange juice, rice, squares squares for the Humbry D program Reno's. The problem with um, always gets me going. The problem with nothing, nothing, nothing at all though is like there's a uh, Paul sometimes has to throw in like a group chat we have. He says stupid, sexy Flinders. That's <laughs> <laughs> got a ring to it. Like, that's a, a, a crazy. <laughs> Just, just watch out next up where we go to Chill Factor and we do like a Lost Art versus um, Rad <laughs> like snowboarding competition. <laughs> oh, God, don't. <laughs> Putting images in the end there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those sort of... The reason why it's one of those sort of standout lines from the show. Uh, the second one standout is uh, a song that they called Press the Struck Button. Oh, yeah. And it's... Doing like the whole bit of like press it, oh, press the stroke button. Then he just goes, Oh, you stupid son of a. <laughs> it goes into like a really heavy, like, heavy riff. Oh, that's that Halloween one, isn't it? I'm not sitting out for a while. Yeah. He's banging on the glass, but because Homer, like, because he's through the glass, Homer sort of misses him and he's like, Do it, do it, kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's classic that. Yeah, Homer's tongue rolls out and presses the button. Oh, you stupid son of a. <laughs> Loads of classic Fonda's quotes there. Traffic of another one, one of, one of my favourite lines. Oh, what was another, another really, really good one? What's he say? Uh, 
what the other ones I can think of is uh, this one where they set up CCTV cameras all over Springfield. And Bart finds there's a blind spot in the Simpsons backyard. And he marks a line where the blind spot is and he keeps he keeps flashing his arse at the camera. He keeps jumping back and forth. Fonda says like every word you could possibly think of for arse. He's just like it's like buttocks, derriere, tushy, <laughs> rear end. <laughs> he says like every every possible <laughs> nickname you can think of for uh <laughs> <Ooh>. ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Oakland Oakley, check them out. Well, I can look my album. Uh, Paul then asks, which will last longer? <laughs> this is before WrestleMania 33, though. Sorry, so I kind of defeats the, the object. Mm. Brock Lesnar Goldberg or Ch- Chuck Norris versus Norris from Coronation Street? <laughs> well, it's, it's actually it's one of those questions where there could be uh, a million and one answers to it. It's a bit like uh, I'm thinking about it philosophically. I'm not going to go for the easy answer because you could easily just say you could easily just say um, Chuck Norris or Kick Norris called arcs. Yeah, but Chuck Norris once shot down a plane with his finger mail and bang. Yeah, true. <laughs> but then again, if you watch Coronation Street, <laughs> like I do, admittedly. <laughs> Then you know that Norris could Norris could easily bore somebody to death by just by talking him to death with his like with his like gossipy style. So you could easily like bore Chuck Norris to death by by like <laughs> whittering on at him <laughs> if you want to look at it another way. And then I've not seen Brock Lesnar in action for years, but I always remember Goldberg when he first came onto ECW, and it was like this. There was like this finger like every way Goldberg came out. It was just like match was over in five seconds. It was like the spear. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what they went with for Lesnar Goldberg at Survivor Series, and then they sort of tried playing off a bit longer or at Mania, but it went all of. But I think uh, it went ten minutes, but it was ten minutes too long. But ironically, though. The spear actually inspired me when I when I made my um, World Gravy Wrestling debut at um, Stacksteads last year during the fight because it basically is complete freestyle. You can do what you want basically. I thought, and I'd already agreed my opponent will just like throw each other about, have a bit of a laugh and everything. So at one point I did a spear and he went down absolutely perfectly. He knew what I was doing, so he went down perfectly, and I did a proper like Goldberg spear. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you could say Goldberg inspired me <laughs> in my uh, in my gravy wrestling. I hope to carry that onto white collar wrestling as well. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> no, don't, don't do the spear at white collar. Because <laughs> every focus on the spear. Yeah, true. I wouldn't finish the match with it. At the end of the day, it's indie wrestling. You, you, like we say about indie wrestling, people can kick out from from finishes in indie wrestling. So I'll, I'll, can, they just do. I'll, I'll do the spear, and he'll kick out, and then he'll do uh, what's another famous? He'll do the uh, the tombstone on me, and I'll kick out from that. <laughs> Such high hopes you have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it probably won't be like that. I'm just, I'm just. Um, I know it's like months and months off yet, but I'm, uh, I can't wait to do that. I'm, I'm getting excited about doing. That. Uh, Paul next asks, worst Poundland find. Worst, yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Well, I always remember when we did the um, the crop stack challenge last year because right. um, you know me, I'm just I'm so good at finding finding random shite. I am. Uh, it, it's 
if you if you give me a five or a tenner and say go and buy some random shite at a pound shop, I'll come back with all sorts. As you know, what I mean, what, what did I get on the uh, I was like, hello kitty, um, I can't remember what it was now, um, the face pe- um, makeup or some lipstick or something like that, wasn't it? It was uh, toothpaste. That was it. Yeah, hello kitty toothpaste. Even the girl in the shop was was giving me funny looks. <laughs> yeah, but your selection of items was questionable. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It, it, it's one of them. If um, if that scanner was secretly going to some kind of, um, we don't have the CIA, do we? In the UK, what do we have like um, GCHQ or something? Um, they're thinking, oh, look at these these purchases are rather unusual. <laughs> What's he planning? <laughs> <laughs> Bit like on the what is it? Yes, man. When he goes uh, when he gets arrested and he's, and he's like, "What's this all about?" And he goes, "Well, you've taken flying lessons. You've learned Korean." And you've been taking flights to unusual destinations. <laughs> we yeah. think you're a terrorist. <laughs> That's just like the funniest coincidence ever, that is. No, uh, worst one, going back on topic. Um, I did once when I was, I was playing the game which which inspired the, the Rad vs. podcast crap sack, the original crap sack. Um, I bought a pregnancy test kit for that one. Um, I didn't test it, so I don't know how well they work. <laughs> Obviously, um, what's the other one I bought? Oh, oh. <laughs> good old classic. I'm sure my age saying this now. I've not had it for years, but again, the, the millennials probably won't know what I'm on about with this. Um, wow. Good old fashioned blue orange because <laughs> they had them put in the face at that. Um, Horrible stuff, yeah. That was the reaction I got when the person pulled that out of the uh, the crop sack when I got it. They were like, it comes in a nice big box, and they're thinking, oh, what could this be? It's like a DVD shaped box, and it's like, oh, it's blue orange. <laughs> 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 I'd go with that. Is it one blue orange? As soon as I read this this uh, question, I, I knew the, what my answer was straight away. And it's fucking Nine and a Half Ninjas. On DVD. Oh, yes. It's bloody awful. <laughs> it's like the worst film ever made. In Where's the Brain Smasher? Yeah. Yeah, I quite enjoy Brain Smasher. You not watch Brain Smasher, a love story, watch it. It's classic. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not. It's so bad, it's funny. It really is. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, the running joke throughout the film is we are not ninjas. That just makes it funny on its own. And it's it's just so far fetched, isn't it? It's oh, it's hilarious. Nine Love Ninjas was just um, crazy. Like he was going around in a pretty dressing gown, wasn't he? Um, that was meant to be like a ninja outfit. Yeah, I, think and I, I, I kept thinking. I drank, I drank through this film, so I, I can't kept remember. thinking, what was the nine and a half reference to? And it was like he lived in flat nine and a half yeah. or something like that. I mean, it was, there was some funny moments in it, to be fair. But I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't originally meant to be called Nine and a Half Ninjas, possibly. I'm guessing they just had no nothing else better to call it, and American Ninja was taken. Then what happened at the end? Was it something like they had a, a baseball game or something like that at the end? Uh... Something, I don't, I can't even, it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was bizarre anyway. Yeah, uh, but if I ever see any more copies of that, I will just hide it in the in the shop somewhere. 
No, you'll just buy every copy and then bury it on a landfill like E.T. the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you rather watch that or Waterworld? Just put it that way. Waterworld. All oh, right. I always find that film very boring. Apparently it is, but it's... I've got Nine and a Half Ninjas, which makes no sense whatsoever, or I've got Waterworld, which is really long and dull. Try watching Nine and a Half Ninjas, like, totally pissed out of your head, though. You'll probably find it really funny, then. Like, I was drinking through Nine and a Half Ninjas. No, but me, like, really shit. pissed, like, world's end pissed, and you're probably going, ah, you fall down. No, I'd, I'd <laughs> probably fall asleep. Yeah, true. Um... So next, ask Paul Ash, should cheese go on a bacon sandwich? I've heard it, to be honest, on, but when I've had a toastie, if it means like a normal bacon sandwich, I'd, I'd probably say no. Yeah, just a standard, but not a toastie, like a standard bacon sandwich. Like bacon a, cheese toastie is quite nice. Not, a not on about toasties. Yeah, okay. It's a... You don't know about a bog standard hangover cure bacon sandwich? I'd say no. It just doesn't feel... But then again, they do on McDonald's... Um, Muffins, don't they? But then that's more of a toasty again, isn't it, really? In a manner of well, speaking. So- you've got the sausage, egg and cheese muffin. Or bacon, egg and cheese. I've not had the bacon, egg and cheese one. I don't like the bacon. No, no, it's not, not better than it used to be. Mm. Um, I prefer sausage, personally, though. Um, you get like, the sausage burger thing. I quite like them. They're quite nice. But now I'd say on a normal like, bacon sandwich, it just doesn't sit right for me. I like to... I like to savour the bacon on a bacon mm. sandwich. I can have bacon and sausage, but um, cheese just doesn't feel right. I think it, what was it? I had it on once. I've never had cheese on like a sausage sandwich before. It didn't go. Nah, that, that doesn't sound right. Mm. No, it's, it's just like contrasting flavours in a way, really. Like, like they don't belong together on the yeah. same sandwich kind of thing. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm saying no. It's a bit like having that sugar sandwich no. I was on about, but then putting Marmite on the other piece of bread in a way. It's... Well, point of that comes to our next question. Oh, right. <laughs> Why is Marmite so Marmite? Well, I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, so. Uh... The Christ the Marmite hater. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm one of those people, I don't hate it, but I'm not a fan of no, it. No, you, you love it or hate it. <laughs> I love saying that. It's a bit like, um, I mean, I did have a Marmite drink a few years ago, um, which was, um, it was like drinking tar, basically. Lovely. It was like drinking tarmac out of a cup and uh, ended up tipping it down the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I had a few sips of it and I was like, ooh. Um, I'm just never... I'm one of them. I've just never been able to handle it. I just don't like the taste of it. So, I know you like it. Yeah, I like it on toast. Mm. Um, it's like we were saying. On, I was talking to Paul and Rad. There was someone I used to know who used to have um, peanut butter. What was it? They had. I think it's peanut butter and marmite together. Yeah. On sandwiches. That doesn't quite sound right somehow. No. There was that yeah. and they had... I don't mind peanut butter, but I don't like Marmite. You used to have Marmite and mayonnaise sandwiches as well. Oh, really? Wow, that sounds horrible. Yeah, well, for me, the, the peanut butter and Marmite together sounds horrible. Cause it's two oh, contrast- mayonnaise, that's like... No, but two contrasting flavours. Yeah. Mayonnaise is manageable. 
just with Marmite, it probably curdled a little bit. It, mayonnaise, yeah, there's that. Mayonnaise is quite sort of tangy, isn't it? And sort of. But Marmite's very sort of got a real rich flavour to it, so that that's very sort of quashes for me. Um, well, I'm not. A I mean, I like the adverts, though. I must admit, the adverts are, are hilarious. Uh, especially my personal favourite. From when the, the guy's got two broken arms in cast and, he, and he's there. He's there with like the, the knife in one hand with the jaws that are like <laughs> dangling off the end of a knife. And yeah. he, he gets pissed off with it and throws it on the floor. And he's like, oh, his mom out on the floor and tries to scrape it up with his knife. His girlfriend opens the door and smacks his head. <laughs> Cracks me up that one. But yeah. Um, so Marmite yeah I'm alright with Marmite I don't in, in small doses you had the Marmite chocolate yes it's all, well I had the Marmite Easter egg thing mm. it made me ill for two days Um, then Paul asks it's a toffee I quite like if you could create your own burger mm. what would be on it and what would it be called ooh this is a good one uh, does that include what the burger itself's made from, or we're talking a beef burger? It says create your own burger. So I guess in a way you could decide what meat you was on your burger. Anyway, yeah. One of the nice burgers I've had. I mean, I love a good, I love a good beef burger. I do. I mean, I took you to Five Guys, didn't I, for the first time? Which mm. was uh, I love that place. It's like really, really nice burger. It's, it's proper, hundred percent beef. There's no like. Cutting corners with five guys, not that shrunken bloody shrunken burger on a plate kind yeah. of thing. It's all proper beef. So I, I'd probably go for like have a good old fashioned beef burger. Right. Or I did enjoy ostrich burger when I had that at um, uh, um, Sphere. Because I thought was I thought oh it's ostrich it'll be white meat like chicken. Um, no. But no, it's it's more like red meat, isn't it? Like a like a beef burger, isn't it? Well, it's red, but it had the consistency of chicken, but tasted like beef. Yeah, to me, that's like the perfect burger. Yeah. That is really, and it's health it's healthier as well, isn't it? Because low fat yeah. as well. Um, <clears throat> so probably for the actual meat patty, I'd probably go for like ostrich, probably or old school fashioned beef, one of the two. Right, um, and for toppings. Uh, I was going to look you all my old jokes, but I won't. <laughs> my favourite flavour, plain. <laughs> but no, that's boring. That's, yes, it is. That's, that's the boring burger. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I'd say for the bun, though, I could have a good old-fashioned sesame seed bun. Or a brioche. I'd probably go for. Right. Then for toppings, I love, uh, I love cheeses. So it'd have to be either... I mean, I love Lancashire cheese, but it doesn't doesn't sit right on a burger. It doesn't melt very well. So it's either good old fashioned mozzarella or um, gorgonzola goes nice on a burger as well, like a blue cheese. So I'd probably say gorgonzola. I like them. Is it Amenthal? Oh yeah, that's that Dutch. I can't remember. Dutch or German, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah, I could be totally wrong. One of those two. Bavarian smoked is nice as well. Yeah, that's German, isn't it? Um, see, I like gorgonzola, good old fashioned Italian blue cheese. That's real. That melts really nicely on a burger, like this as well. So I have that on top. Um, but then I love 
I love a good barbecue sauce I do as well. Um, so that, you know, like drizzling the burger. Uh, so I'd have some kind of barbecue sauce on that. Probably fried onions on there as well. Okay. Maybe like at the base. I think they sit nice like under the meat paddy. Yeah, so maybe have like a double paddy, maybe some onion rings on there as well. Um, what else would I have? Because like, that's probably like all my favourite things in one burger over really, there. Uh, that's probably what I'd go for, yeah. As for naming it, I'd probably go for... Uh, I'm stealing off KFC in a way, really, but because, because I'm a good old-fashioned... I'm a good old-fashioned Blackpool ad, you know, I love Blackpool, I'd probably say the Tower Burger. But then there's one called that already at KFC. Yeah, but loads of players call that burger like the Tower Burger. Yeah, I might be going for that, or... Uh, I'm trying to think of something really inventive, but I can't think of something. Um, <laughs> go on, what, what are you thinking? Just came to mind then from bottom. He's like, the amount of drink is like, what should you call it? He just says, the bloody awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, again, you could make it horror themed in a way if you want you could have like the barbecue sauce could be the blood and it's like the bloody burger <laughs> you could do it like you could spin it that way um, depends what theme I was going for but yeah that's what I'd go for that's my ideal burger it has to be a nice it has to be a nice quite not like a really thick barbecue sauce it's got to be quite a ruddy barbecue sauce like they used to do at Highfield right. years ago Um Quite a runny barbecue sauce, not not a really thick sort of Heinz tomato ketchup kind of barbecue sauce. You know, nice and runny. Takes the burger and the bacon and cheese, what have you. Um, bit tangy, bit spicy kind of thing, like that. Mm. That's what I'd go for. Mm. See, I'd have to have probably got a sesame seed bun, mm. toasted. Lightly. Yeah. Um don't like a fully toasted bun. No. But I start like a base of lettuce. Mm. So then the bur well eh, no, it's right actually. I'd plant the bun the beef it has to be a beef burger first, but like a proper meaty one. Yeah. Proper beef, eighty twenty. Um that's ratios, if you're not aware. Meat meat to fat content whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then just sort of layer it up so it'd be like tomato, lettuce. Um, in fact, no, I'd probably throw some. It'd be tomato, then Franks. Get some Franks on there. Or I possibly, I possibly going back to mine. I'd possibly go like a juicy Lucy kind of design for the actual burger, you know, like the cheese the cheese centre. Yeah. That's something I'd probably throw in as well. because um, I remember having one of them at um Red's Barbecue, obviously I loved it. it was, yeah. That that was like my ideal burger because it was like burger with cheese centre soaked in barbecue sauce. That's like one of my ideal burgers. So that that, that is like my dream burger. Um so yeah I'd have the like but burger tomatoes Franks. Yeah. Uh, bit of lettuce. Well, actually, no. Cheese. So they'll probably go with... 
What cheese? Oh, it's like a they standard American, I think, for a burger. But Swiss cheese. Uh, Swiss ain't bad. American melts nicely. That's what I like American American cheese. melts nicely, but I've had Emmental on a burger before, and I've had... Yeah, Gorgonzola. No. Melts really nicely, that. And I've had uh, Bavarian on a... Uh, well, that smoked cheese in a burger before. That melts in nicely, but it's quite a strong flavour. Well, that's why I would go over. It melts nicely, but it still has like, a crumbly texture in the middle. Like when I've had the blue cheeseburger at Ed's Easy Diner, it sort of melts on top of the burger. Because what you probably do is throw it on the burger when, it, when it's ready to come off the grid. Or, yeah. And it melts on a little bit, but it's still got a, quite a crumbly texture in the middle. So it's like a sort of semi-hard cheese, which um... I quite like. The only trouble is that I don't think I'll be able to call it Juicy Lucy, though, because where's my, my wife-to-be be saying, who's Lucy? So, <laughs> it's one of them, really. What else would I put on it? So, it'd be bun, well, bun, burger, tomato, franks, probably cheese, lettuce, mm. uh, gherkins, more cheese, or cheese under the burger, so it's got that sort of layer thing going on. Mm. Uh, jalapenos, yeah, jalapenos, whatever, and then I'd sort of put like a thing of like melted cheese sauce or something. Mm. Monterey Jack, yeah, that's nice cheese. It is. Um, as for a name. I'm stuck for one. I'm stuck yeah. for a name. <laughs> what started burgers? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I'm stuck for a name. Mm. I'm not really thought about <laughs> it going in. I was thinking about what I have on it, but it's like a difficult one for what to actually call it. Um. What's that? What's that artist called? Is it Ed, Edvard Munch? I don't know. He did the scream. Oh, can't remember. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably call it the scream, but the actual artwork of the burger would be that that picture. Yeah, <laughs> burger photoshop. It's like your mouth needs to be this big to get it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's quite clever. That yeah, I like it. So. Yeah, tell us your favourite burger. Well, tell us what you'd make for a burger in the comments. Um, now, Paul then asks, why is Chris Evans such a cunt? <laughs> this is Chris Evans from Top Gear as well, but not what was from oh, the Top yeah. Gear. Yeah, I always think of him doing uh, that, sh- that game show he used to do years ago. Oh, called... your toothbrush. Yeah, I always remember him from that. What else was he on? He was on. Oh, he used to be on. Um, I call it Daybreak now, don't they, or something? Um, is it the Big Breakfast? It was yeah. called or something. He used to be on that with um, what was that plum girl called? Is it Gab- Gabby Roslin or yeah, something so. like that? Yeah, she was all right. She was pretty pretty fit looking back. <laughs> but, but no, I just I think even back then I used to find him just like annoying. One of those people who just you think. It's one of those people who think, how did he get on telly and become famous? And now he's like super rich. He's just like, he's one of those people that just got lucky, isn't he? And he's much. not particularly like talented or good at what he does, but he just 
I guess you could say that's that's why he's a cunt in some way. He's one of those people who just got lucky and now he's got like millions of pounds and lives in a big ma- big mansion. Because he was like, cause he, in the past, wasn't he like a forklift truck driver from Warrington or something like that? No, and more then, than me. And then somehow he just got famous. Got lucky and got famous. I think, didn't he start out on radio? I think, though. That's probably how he got into fame. Possibly. He was on Radio 2, I think, wasn't he? Later, later down the line. This is like post-Big Breakfast. I can't remember. I'm just guessing Paul has had sort of, some sort of hatred for him because of the whole Top Gear controversy. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's, that'd be my take on it. Anyway, that's what I think. Yeah. I've never been a fan of him. Um, never found him funny. No. Never been entertained by him, so yeah. Yeah. But he's like I say, he's one of those people who got lucky and he's like become famous and got loads of money from <laughs> doing it somehow. Yeah. Famous when he shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. <Say> no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one for a while. Um. Paul next asks, what, this is going back to a topic we had before, would you rather have 10 full force kicks to the balls by an average man, or one from Chuck Norris? Ooh, that's a tough one. Hmm. Yeah. Cause you think about it though. One way of thinking of it is it's like you said Chuck Norris can shoot a plane down just by was it just by looking at it or something like that? No, he does that with his finger and then yells bang. Yeah. So technically if he kicked you in the balls, then your balls will go flying about a mile. So the pain would instantly subside when you think about it that way. Well you have to remember he was Walker Walker Texas Ranger. Yeah. So that that kick would either kill you in one, in one blow, or you'd have no balls left by the end of it. So yeah, but then he, he basically conduct a. Um, but then, what if you take ten from an average person? But then you get ten times the pain because you're feeling it each time. Whereas with, with Chuck Norris, he conducts um, a double orchiectomy on you just with one kick. That's removal of the testicles for <laughs> any non-medical people out there. And uh, the pain instantly subsides. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> Whereas with ten guys, it's like it's like you got that pain, and then someone else, and it just it's wearing off. Someone else gives you one, and it's just it's wearing off. Someone else gives you one, and it's like, ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's a good self-defense technique, though. Where, I mean, he always taught us that in Taekwondo. If all else fails, go for the go for the bollocks. Basically, it works. A bit like on um, King of the Hill when Bobby goes to the woman's self defense class. <laughs> he responds by kicking everyone in the testicles. <laughs> so he tries it on a woman and it backfires. What, what, what would you say, Adam? Um, Do you like my little theory on it? <laughs> Well, the problem is, it's um, it's not sort of. Paul didn't say that they were concurrent. Yeah, 
That's what I mean. You've got to use your imagination or whatever. So, it could be one kick in the balls every 10 years. Mm. But it could be one every year or one every 10 days or whatever, one every day for 10 days. You don't know. Well, you um, just spoil everything, don't you? <laughs> just logical thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing Paul means concurrently. So mm. I surely have to go with that, the one from well, Chuck Norris. That's what I assumed. But it's like <laughs> willingly standing there and letting him do it would be another matter altogether. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm going a bit off off on a tangent, but I'm sort of I'm just sort of questioning. That. I was thinking, how would you end up in that situation to begin with? Is it some kind of um, weird battle or something? <laughs> you you said something bad about Walker Texas Ranger. Oh. I was gonna I was gonna try and do a Chuck Norris impression and I was just realising I was more doing Clint Eastwood. I was gonna do a dirty Harry and say, I'm gonna give you a choice now. I can either kick you in the balls once, or you can be kicked in the balls by ten average guys. What's it gonna be? <laughs> I'm thinking that's Clint Eastwood, not really Chuck Norris, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Both good actors, anyway. What's next, Edit? I'm just replying to him with a new tweet. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Inex asks, Blackpool has been destroyed by an overly destructive hen party. Mm. You're in charge of rebuilding. How would you do it? But the population survived. Ooh. That's an interesting one. All kinds of ways you could go with this. Um, where to start? <laughs> it's a tricky one. Um, hmm. I think I'd probably make myself like the king or emperor kind of thing of Blackpool. Make the uh, Make the um, hen party my my loyal subjects <laughs> to begin with. I'm, I'm thinking like totally off the wall here. It's a totally off the wall question, so I'm giving an off the wall answer. <laughs> I'd start by um, what, what currently stands as Central Drive. I would, is where I'd, I'd make them build my palace <laughs> or my my pyramid. <laughs> What's that? That's why I thought yeah, your phone was ringing, but it's not. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know how I don't know how serious Paul was with this question. Like, yeah, I don't know whether he wanted it to be deadly serious or not. So, well, that's what I mean. Um, I mean, the best way to do it would be just take the bad areas we've got now and not rebuild them. Basically, that's that's what we should do anyway. To be honest, but in real life, but thinking that sort of like thinking. Um, Thinking more off the wall kind of way, I just not not rebuild the bad areas. I'd make sen- what the central drive I'd make into like a nice area. So I'd I'd rebuild it as like um um I think I'd rebuild it as something better. <laughs> That's all I can think of saying. Dave. Yeah, but then then the, the central driving will have nowhere to go. Yeah, That's true. Hmm. How 
I don't know where to go with that one, to be honest. It's one of them I'd have to think about this and come up with really mental ants and what on the spot. It's hard to think of anything. <laughs> I know where I'd start. I'd build a wall. <laughs> I was waiting for this. <laughs> Sounds almost like uh, Donald Trump style. <laughs> well, I'll yeah, I'd, I'd use the same company. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep, the, keep the Mexicans in the job. Because they're building, they're building their own wall. Yeah. So you say, can you not um, get a local building firm to do? <laughs> get a local brickie to build your wall. Maybe. <laughs> it would um, take 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I'd, it'd just be like a, a change round, really, if anything like that. I'd, I'd put... Um, I'd get like an actual main... Cinema in the in the centre of town, mm. rather than on the outskirt. Um, well, I'd have the Blackpool Arena if I had my way. I'd, That's something I'd definitely have. Well, yeah, I'd I'd build it so, in a sense, it's not a, a seasonal. It gets rid of the, the seasonalness. Yeah, and it makes it a, a year round town. Oh yeah. Um, I'd build. <laughs> And I'd build an actual arena rather yeah. than a fucking headland. Yeah. Which apparently can have concerts when it yeah. can't. We are getting Will Smith and DJ Johnny Jeff, but... Well, Elton John still owes us. Yeah, it's true. So... Well, get our guts, but... You could come and do a, do a gig with um, Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, couldn't you? Well, get our guts, but... <laughs> Please welcome Elton John. <laughs> Elton John walks out dressed like Fresh Prince. That would be hilarious. Starts with the Fresh Prince rap. Yeah. Um, I'd really have to think about this to give a more in-depth answer on that. I could spend hours going on about what I could change in Blackpool if I had, if I could just do anything. Bigger and better stores. Mm. Poundland. Um. Yeah. We could have National Poundland Fans Appreciation Day. Yeah. That should be up there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's anything that would make the town actually more non-seasonal. Yeah. So that it gives people jobs and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's our big problem, isn't it, really? Yeah. We're just stuck in the seasonal... Well, I know that's the answer Paul wants. Yeah. But as well, but that's, that's what needs to change. So... Yeah. yeah, I'll go with that. Um, so that's all the questions from Paul. <laughs> and I actually got one from Dad. I think there's two from Dad's bits. I can't find the second question. Uh, I said I did write it down, but I forgot to. But first of all, he asks, how great is cheese? Oh. Well, you know me, you know, I think cheese is one of the greatest things in the world. <laughs> it's... I couldn't, couldn't live without it. One reason I couldn't be vegan is um, I love dairy products too much. Um, the thing I like about cheese is it's, um, it's all the different varieties it comes in. You can walk in, you can just walk into a normal supermarket like Tesco's and there's like 100 different varieties of it you can get. I'm um, waiting for the day though someone walks into the cheese aisle and like, so what cheese have you got? It's like, well, we've got red. And we got white. 
Yeah, you make me think World's End now, though. So uh, you walk into like a doorway. I was doorway. more hot fuzz. Oh, right. I was, I was thinking um, World's End. You walk into a doorway. It's like a really, really enthusiastic doorway. Like, doorway counts a person. And like, uh, got all these really fancy cheeses on display. And it's like, so what have you got then? What? What, what cheeses could you offer me? Well, uh, we've got this one. Um, Gorgonzola. I'm going back to that again. Oh, so tell me about Gorgonzola. <laughs> What? <laughs> is it, oh, is it is it fruity? Is it tangy? Does it have a distinctly fruity note? That lingers on the tongue. What? Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, man, there's so many different varieties. There's, there's like ones that I'm dying to try as well. Like um, it's, it's an English classic. I've, I've yet to actually try, but it's one of them you've got to you've got to have it. So. It's a popular um, Antrim Pointless, this one as well. You might know what it is, if you can guess. I don't know. It's two words. It comes from, uh, I think it's Somerset. Somerset? Yeah. Somerset yes. or Wiltshire, it's one of those two. Somewhere down the West Country. Um, Do we have any listeners down that, that way? Possibly. That could send us some up by post. We need to send you some up. Yeah. Um, see if you can guess what it is. Stinking Bishop. Yeah, you bugger. Yeah, it's probably it smells absolutely horrid, but it's like it tastes real, really nice. I think there's another one Devonshire idiot have done. Yeah, well they they've ate, like they tried some Stinking Bishop before. Yeah, they might have mixed it with something as well, but I remember. I'm sure I've watched videos of people eating it before on YouTube. Well, probably it smells rancid, but it tastes real, really nice. So I've heard. It's got a funny touch to it, like nice soft touch to it. It's it's like um, probably what makes it smell so bad is it's it's um, it's thinks something it's matured in like a pear cider, pear cider. Oh, um, the sulfites in it or something. Something like that. Yeah, um, solution. Despite its smell, it tastes absolutely really nice. So, mm. uh, only place I've seen it is Harvey Nichols. Sounds Nichol. like Dorian fruit. Yeah, that's bad. it smells rancid, but tastes really nice. So, uh, I'm dying to try that at some point. Right. And uh, he next asks, "You have to name a newfound country. What would you call it? And would you have a president or a prime minister?" Ooh. It's um. <laughs> I can think of some real stupid names for country. Though. <laughs> <laughs> getting a bit rude. <laughs> but let me think. I mean, I could, I could just go for the obvious answer and say I'd, I'd have Christland and make myself the Prime Minister. <laughs> I'll say Prime Minister because I'm an old-fashioned Brit, so I, I go with Prime Minister on that one. Um. President sounds very sort of like Americanized to me. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a really silly name for a country. I'd probably make something really silly that's either really funny to say or like really difficult to say. <laughs> it's just a bit awkward. <laughs> like, um, you know, like um, something that sounds really bizarre and silly, like Christonia or something like that. 
can't, I honestly can't think. This is one of those questions again. If I had time to think about it, I'd come up with a really funny answer. Like, uh, I like, nearly sent you the questions for you to have a read through to research, yeah. but then I thought, no, I'll. It's more fun when you're on the spot, though, isn't it? You come up yeah. with funnier things, like like, uh, like, like Bender when he um, his Olympics and he make he says I'm from Robonia, yeah. and a guy goes, "That sounds like something somebody made up." He does that little song, and he's like, "He's like, hail, hail, Robonia, <laughs> the land I didn't make up." <laughs> he's even got a good national anthem, even though it's a, a non-existent country. <laughs> Apologies for my singing. <laughs> I can't think of anything to be honest. Um, no, I'm, I'm struggling on that one. <laughs> I'll have to steal something off like South Park and got imagination on Dawson. Yeah. Well, there was a good one on um, Rocco's Modern Life. There was this like country. It was a country, but it was literally like a castle behind a gate it, like, with a big moat around it. It was called Balzac. <laughs> one of his, one of Rocco's Modern Life's many um, innuendo references. That always made me laugh. I'm the king of balls, mm. <laughs> Or you could go like Jackass style, or my anus. Yeah. I'm going to my anus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wrecked him. <laughs> it's not it's more your anus. <laughs> all kind of jokes. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a difficult one for a name, but I'd play it yeah. Either a president or a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> like like, uh, like Sasha Baron Cohen style. Well, I was thinking more like Fidel Castro. <laughs> the funniest dictator I've ever seen, though, is on um, Hot Shots, Saddam Hussein on Hot Shots too. Yeah. That was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, what was that one on uh, that, that, that crazy king on um, Keenan and Cal? Are very upset. <laughs> <laughs> total, total fruit game like that. <laughs> well, there's that place on a uh, married with children they had to go to. I think in like season six, got Lower Uncton or something. Yeah, or well, Uncton because it's the the Bundy curse or something. <laughs> um, I'm working my way through these. He, the he bleeds and dry. Bleed, they bleed and dry your money like on a tour around London. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Darren. Next, ask you are the last and only person on Earth. What would what would the first thing you would do? I guess it means what what, the, what would be the first thing you would do? You're like last person on Earth. Yeah, I'd I'd sit in one of those situations where you could just do what the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> It's really rude, but I mean, the first thing I do is I just go running down the street naked. <laughs> because you can. <laughs> just don't be like the first thing. Because if they say like first thing you can do, is, it's got to be like totally spur at the moment. I'm just thinking, I'm the only person ever. <laughs> I can do whatever I want and get away with it, kind of thing. <laughs> I'd have to go around. Um, I'll probably it... just drive my car like a maniac. Well, there's, there's that, like, I think mean, it's like the world's shortest horror story or something it's called. Uh, and it's had something like, uh, the last man on earth sat alone in the room. There was a knock at the door. Yeah. And, 
The people sat there alone in the house. Possible, possible people sat alone in the house. I was going around knocking on doors, <laughs> seeing if anyone answers. <laughs> um, other than that, I'd play just like steal a train or something. Yeah, go on full GTA, just not throw myself off a building. Yeah, that'd be quite fun, actually. Yeah, I'll work it out somehow. <laughs> like I'll go like Mackey's and just make like, my own moment burger. Like, yes, I will have a quarter pounder with Big Mac sauce on. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you could just do like really ridiculous things you always wanted to do. What's that? A cup of Big Mac sauce? I think I will. Yeah. Well, I go to go to McDonald's. Like, what do you eat after ten thirty? And I can't have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I can. I can serve myself. <laughs> That's quite good, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could just go into a pub and drink out the beer taps, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely naked. If you really wanted to. Yeah. It's in summertime we're talking, aren't we? Not sad. <laughs> True. But if it was like, oh, you're in Siberia. <laughs> yeah, I think What's the first said. thing you do? Oh, run down the street now. We're going to run down the forest naked. Probably freezes up in the process, but... I mean, it's in Siberia. I think I'd steal a snowmobile and go looking for Subway. <laughs> Ten miles away. <laughs> further than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. And uh, finally, Joe asks, we got three questions. What did you expect going into podcasting? Ooh, this is more of you, isn't it? Really, cause you're the... You're the head podcast. Well, you debuted on that episode. Oh, yeah. 12 or something, I can't remember. I didn't know what to expect, really, because I'd, I'd obviously I'd listened to like quite a few episodes before I came on, so I had an idea of what the format was on Lost Start, so I knew what I was coming into. Um, and I've just found it the best way to go is just um, it just flows naturally rather than sticking to a script or um, a style so to speak I just sort of go with the flow and I like the way we just we start off with a topic as a guide and then we sort of drift off on a bit of a tangent and have a bit of a discussion about some random stuff as well so for what to expect I just sort of thought I'd come on and share some of my funny stories and things like that so which, which I do <laughs> so they're not all made up. <laughs> Only a few of them are. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I, well, I wasn't expecting bloody worldwide listeners for a start. Mm. Um, I was partially expecting just like a sort of general UK based audience. Yeah. Rather than people in the bloody Russian Federation and... Africa. Africa and... East Asia. Yeah. Huh? It's, it's good the that you're reaching out to... 16, 17 countries, what yeah. I've been listening to. In. That's good. Yeah. It's good that people around the world are um, listening. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I wasn't expecting to hit two and a half thousand listens in such a short, well, about a year, well, about, I think we're about 2,800 currently, rough, rough, rough yeah, average. Good. Um, so, it's just what I expected, not much. I wasn't expecting to do the interviews that you've done as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so you've exceeded expectations, really. Yeah, well, next thing you ask, is it what you expected? So I, I think we just like, covered that, haven't well, we? Well, I, I didn't know what to expect, <laughs> yeah. so it's, I'm just going to sit over my mic and talk for a bit. Yeah. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like it, switch off. It's yeah. simple as that, isn't it? So. Um, blended sort of Joe-ass personal highlights, which I sort of covered previously. Yeah. Which again, and sort of like mainly interviews like Zog Island. Because I was waiting 12 years to see them. Yeah, that was a good gig, though. Um, well. Lounge Kittens, because they were just fucking hilarious. Yeah. And the gig was brilliant. And the proper down to earth ladies as well. Uh, Frank Turner. Yeah. Just been fucking awesome <laughs> about yeah. it. And uh, I still need to see his film. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. read his book. Um, I'd say my personal highlight so far is probably again it's my debut, but I think it's one of the funniest ones we've done. Even though I think Autumn were funny, but I think it's the funniest one was Sonosphere Diaries. Cause it was just uh, it was just great reversing those funny stories. Because <laughs> 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 loads of funny shit happened that weekend. Just in three short days, it was like three or four days. So much funny stuff happened. Yeah. So many weird things happened that are just mm. hilarious. And it was good. It was good to like reminisce about those. We need another bloody festival so we can do that. So we can do next. Uh, we do. Uh, can't really do it with rock press because that's not really <laughs> the rock press diaries. So what happened on day two? I just sat on sat on the grass for a bit. We watched ate a brownie, watched some tribute acts, had a toasty. Yeah, it's not the same atmosphere, <laughs> is it, as a proper festival? No, it's still good though. It's still good. I'm looking forward to going to that this year again. Uh, Especially the hot chili peppers are back, mm. which uh, which is going to be good on Saturday. Uh, but we need a proper three or four day again to yeah. get uh, to um, with the festival life. Yeah, again. Um, yeah, in terms of just general sites, so the interviews I got as highlights. I think this <laughs> some of the the actual episode names like. Uh, the amount of people that come up to you and said, I love the name Square Pizza Round Box. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's, there's that. Um, the variety of episodes I think I've done, if anything. Yeah. Right? I've done an episode with you, I've done an episode with Gareth, I've done an episode with you both, I've done an episode with Dave, I've done Rans, did the podcast. Yeah. Um, did Chili Fest. I uh, went to Dublin to see Frank Turner, which I got to interview him, yeah. which wouldn't have happened. It's, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah it's been good. It's been and I want to go away if it wasn't with you meddling kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, so. I'm uh, fresh out of topics. All right. So, yeah. I'm going to close the proverbial book. Um, there we go. It's like Danny Pence's little diary, yeah. isn't it? I'm not getting my diary and see what is happening in the last month. Yeah. <laughs> a packet of sugar. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, did I tell you about my new diet, Heather? Probably, yeah. On my new diet, I looked at my guideline daily allowance of things, and there was this one thing I picked up in the store the other day. It was 5,000% of my daily allowance of sugar. It was a packet of sugar. <laughs> Classic joke, that. <laughs> Glad to see him again soon. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's coming to the end of the show. Um, again, last start of podcasting. If you're tuned in and listened for the last over the last year or so and put up with our bullshit. Good uh, on you. Yeah. Cheers for sticking with us. <laughs> so yeah. Um find us on Facebook, Lost Art of Podcasting, Twitter at Lost Art of Podcast, Instagram at Lost Art of Podcasting. Um uh, email any business inquiries or topics, lost art podcasting at gmail dot com. Uh, what else should we plug? Random match discussion. Check out Paul and the guys on there. Myself sometimes on Spreaker, uh, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, UK Rad Podcast, Facebook. Um, Master Debaters. Check them out mm. on the social medias. Uh, Roster's on, find them on YouTube and Facebook. They've got, I think they're up to episode 5 or 6 coming out this week. Uh, so check them out. Tell them Lost Art Podcast and sent you. And uh, what else should we plug? That's everything for, yeah. for now. We're going to end on something very different tonight. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I spoke to a. a I got in touch with a band that I heard on the Tell Em Steve Dave. That's right, their, and their track. Hearing their track through Tell Em Steve Dave. And I uh, asked them ever so nicely if I could use it to play out play out this episode. So it's a uh, wholeheartedly agreed because I'm a, a fellow ant. Sort of thing. So, uh, before, I, before I say my standard sign-off, well, I might as well say it now. Well, it's, this is a... a a uh, Canadian band, uh, Canadian, I think it's experiment, class experimental metal, mm. I want to say. I'm just going to pull the import now, because I've, I've wrote it down. One moment. We'll be right back. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're an experimental metal band from uh, Winnipeg. And uh, so you can get their debut album, self-titled debut album, on their Bandcamp. Just go on Google and search Ram School, and uh, or you can buy it on iTunes. Even you can get it on well iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Bandcamp, Amazon Music. Subscribe to them on YouTube, and yeah, check them out. It's Ram. This is Ram School. Or it will be Ram School, and it's called a song called Hector. It's very good. Make sure you check it out. Buy the album and support independent artists. So, uh, but for the last start of podcasting, is it me? Uh, I've been Christ. Do you mean is it me? Pelag. Yeah, I've been Christ. Don't do it twice. It's for the edit. Not for the fucking edit. Pelag. Yeah. So yeah, he's been Christ. 
I've been Coxie, and you've been listening. Thank you very much. Now enjoy Ramskull on the Lost Art of Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>